0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you, my friends. It is actually November 22nd as I am giving you this podcast. My name is Brad Zocco. I'm the director of Zulon International Bible Institute, and I sure do appreciate you coming along. And I want to give you our Thanksgiving message here, in case I don't have time to during the week here. So this is actually on the 22nd. This is Thanksgiving Eve Eve, if you want to call it that. And uh, I'm taking a break from my reading through Revelation and also the study in Revelation and uh, just talk about something that we can enjoy and share as we're talking about the wonders of Thanksgiving. And in America here, to my international friends, we have a great time of celebration with family and friends, and we're thankful during this time. We list thanks as we gather around the table and have turkey and way too many carbohydrates and sweets, but it's worth it for one day. Well, it kind of carries on for a while, but we do have a time of celebration. So what is that celebration about? And I want to encourage my dear friends that are listening to this, that you might be able to follow in the scriptures and take down some notes so that when you're at the Thanksgiving feast and you're among family and friends and they say, hey, let's go around the table and talk about what we are thankful for that I might be able to give you some things from the scriptures that you might be able to, by notes or by memory, share on not only the wonderful life we have here, but the life beyond. Thanks to the glory of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God the Father, Yahweh or Jehovah, as you might call him, and also through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are believers, and so let's go through this, and let's talk about this what are we thankful for? And I want to give you some scriptures on this. Just a short list of the many things that the Bible tells us about. So this is in response to somebody that had posted on one of the social media that I have, and they said, no, 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 no. Heaven is fake. This is just something that is totally out of the realm. It's just a spiritual nothingness whenever we die. And I believe that they claim to be a Christian, and they're talking about a nebulous existence. Well, what does the Bible say? Here is what I'm thankful for that heaven is indeed a place, according to the scriptures. You see, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he is instructing them on prayer, and he gives a template, a model prayer, as it's called. Sometimes people know it as the Lord's Prayer. And he starts off by saying this Our Father who art in heaven. Okay, so number one, God the Father is in heaven. Yahweh's domain is in heaven. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 15 says that heaven is his holy dwelling place. Psalm 14 verse 2 says God looks down from heaven. He looks down. This is an actual place. And here's where it gets great. John chapter 14, Jesus also acknowledges this is a place my father's home, my father's house. And he says there's many places there, many dwelling places. The Greek word is monae, so it's talking about living quarters. And he says, these are reserved for you, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. So one of the rewards of the believer is living in God's home. It's a place. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22 tells us, If you were to look into heaven, you would see God, you would see the new Jerusalem, you would see angels, you would see the souls of the Christians who have died ahead of us in the earthly timeline. It's a place, it's a dwelling. This is so abundantly clear. As a matter of fact, Revelation 21 and 22 will give you a description of the new Jerusalem so exacting an angel will actually measure parts of it, and you can see them. Now, you can rarely get more specific than that, but the enjoyment is that heaven is indeed a place. So we can do away with the idea of a nebulous existence. We have a specific place, a specific home. And Revelation 21.3 says, God says that there's going to be a domain called the new earth, and that he is going to dwell with us. He will be with us. He, we will be his children. He will be our God. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the fact that I have a hope of the future, and in heaven, that I will be loved. And the description of the love is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's a love that will be bestowed upon the Christian that will never fail. It will be long-suffering. It won't be boastful. It is kind. I also love the idea that when we look in the scriptures, Revelation 21, 4 says, I'm going to a place in which death will have no intimidation. It will not uh, be there. It will not be around. No one will die in heaven. As a matter of fact, Revelation 21, verse 4 says, no one will even get ill. There is no pain. There is no sickness. It also tells us in that very same passage that God personally will wipe away every tear. This was told over in Revelation chapter 7, verses 15 through 17 in the description there. It will repeat that God will wipe away the tear from everyone's eyes. We are going to go to a domain. I'm thankful that it's not some scary, unknown existence. It is given as a pattern, what we're here on earth, we are told and given hints that it's going to be similar in the the design of the new existence will be like earth, but there's no curse there. Everything is perfect. Revelation 22 and verse 3 says, there is no more curse when we're in the presence of God. Psalm 1611 is another reason I'm thankful. It tells me that no matter what, how specific that I cannot find the specifics of heaven that I just get general ideas here and there sometimes, and maybe it causes me consternation. But no, 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 no. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, In God's presence is fullness of joy. Hey, that's a repetition of the promise in Psalm 23. My cup runneth over. I will be completely happy in heaven. Psalm 17, 15. I will be completely satisfied when I see his likeness. First John chapter 3 Verse 1, thankful for this. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. I'm thankful for the next verse, that we shall see Jesus as he is. And right now, it's, we're not aware of what we can be. It's not made evident of what we will be. But when we see him, we shall be as he is. We're going to have resurrected bodies, First Corinthians chapter 15. Verses 53 through 57 say this body will be imperishable. Oh, it has corruption and it will perish now. But then in heaven, with a loving God, the Father, with the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of the Holy Spirit, we are going to have bodies that will never tire. They will never perish. They will never get corrupted. There will be no migraines or COVID or cancer or pain we're going to be there in celebration. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11. I'm thankful that thanksgivings don't end. We will feast, it tells us in Isaiah 25 and verse 6. It tells us in Matthew 8, 11, It tells us in Revelation chapter 19. We will feast. We will celebrate. There will be no racism, no bias. I'm so thankful for that. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 tells us, John witnesses the celebration of different nations, tongues, cultures, races, all together in one great, unifying, joyful celebration. And it even tells us in Revelation 5, angels will join us as well. What a number of promises there. And when we look through the scriptures, it just keeps going on and on and on of the reasons to be thankful. Right now, we know God's mysterious, right? Now, we just don't know everything about him, you know? We don't know. We have, barely have a grasp on the Lord, and the, what we do know, we're overwhelmed by in joy and also in intimidation. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, he reminds us, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I understand there's wonderful things in the scriptures that, that I can grasp that are way too much for me. Like Joshua chapter 10, when the Israelites needed victory, God actually stopped time. But I do know this. Revelation two four says, there will be a time that the Christian who, through salvation in Jesus Christ, gaining access to heaven, because we know this, That there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That is only through Jesus Christ. But we do know this, Revelation 22, 4, that we believers will be able to see God the Father face to face. You see, Philip had said this in John 14, verse 8. He says, if we could just see the Father, that would be sufficient. And you know something? We will have that sufficiency. Isaiah 33, 17, we will see the King in his beauty. That's one of the reasons why Matthew 25 says, when you enter into heaven, you're entering into the joy of the Lord. Well, there's so much more I could say. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. God bless you all. Thank you so much. And friends, I just want you to know the Lord has just blessed our ministry, and in one way, I'm able to talk with you. So thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about my ministry, it is Zulon.org x-u-l-o-n dot o-r-g, x-u-l-o-n dot o-r-g, and please find out about us. Look at the different ways that we're serving, and that uh, I'm able to uh, work, serve the Lord by telling about heaven, learning about heaven, sharing these things. It's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Thank you so much for being with me. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon.